Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going this week? I hope everyone is having a fantastic week as we're getting to the, I don't know if it's the end of summer, where hey, I live. what's up, everybody? Uh, every time we forget. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week as we're... There you go. Uh, yeah, where I live, the summer's, we got a long way to go. <laughs> uh so anyways, let's see what's going on. we got a lot of questions. A lot of stuff happened this week. I want to talk about some stuff. First thing I want to share with you, I'm going to share some stuff, and then I see some pinned questions already, so we'll get into questions. The first thing I want to share with you guys is uh, something I'm pretty excited about. Um, there's the knowyourgear.net website. We've had that up, but as you can see, we've done some refinements to it. Um, and this is important because this is kind of like community building stuff. So the first thing I want to show you guys, which is cool, is uh, almost weekly, if not bi-weekly, we have a history of gear uh, articles, as you can see right here. Um, you can find out more. You can click that. Actually, let me just do it this way. Click that, and you can see uh, every week there's an article about a piece of gear or uh, music and history. So if you're interested in gear, which I'm sure you are, uh, you can uh, check out uh, every week a cool article about gear. The other thing that's important is now a new feature on the website is you can also download all of the sheets. So the inspection sheets, uh, tool sheets, there's going to be a lot of stuff being added, including an entire list of all the tools I own and how I use them. Uh, before there's even a video, there'll be a sheet explaining that uh, you can send us your pictures of you uh, with your t-shirts and then do me a huge favor out there those of you that have shirts and sent pictures in if you go here on this page and don't see yourself on this page please please uh, let me know just send me an email you can send it to uh, p mcknight7 at gmail with uh, the caption uh, picture uh, especially a picture missing would even be better that way I know something's up another new feature on the website that's important is the ask the crew so if you click here you can ask questions and sometimes it'll be me but sometimes it'll be other crew members but more importantly uh, the crew members will not uh, answer any questions they don't feel confident they at least can understand or help you with if they can't then they'll forward it on to me that's how the process will work so we can get some community out there right get you guys helped out with some questions and of course what you guys asked for and helps the channel immensely is a merch store so there's a merch store obviously we have new picks uh, uh new stickers um the shirt of the month which is an sg style guitar which you guys have been asking for obviously the female shirt as well which is doing really well so all the stuff you can including used gear and something new and fresh coming as well and there's a ton of other features on the website that uh, we won't go over. I want to go too long. But real quick, I do want to do a shout out for the patrons that uh, sponsor the, the channel, the website, the uh, podcast, especially because there is no sponsors for podcasts. So uh, when I upload podcasts and the website, it's 100% funded by patron. So Bradulus, Jeff Howes, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce, and the One Blood one blood we band sorry bruce uh, uh hannah gunson john jex michael shy justin mabe david madison lawrence petros from lpd pedals and uh i'm gonna start doing just 10 a week every week because there's 40 of the main sponsors so that we get 10 a week but i do want to say a big thank you to bog bob see i'm messing up again bob bob Pickwood. Uh, I've been saying Bob Pickwood this entire time, and he met me at the restring event and was very nice to point out it's Bob Pickwood. Plus, uh, he gave me a cool pedal, which I'm checking out this week as we speak. And also, he bought donuts uh, for everybody at the event. Uh, Bob, that was really, really cool to do. Uh, uh, Ralph really enjoyed it. Uh, so, uh, thank you again for that. A couple things. Let's get into stuff. There's already a bunch of us here and got some great questions. The first one is from Andrew and Andrew wants to know what do I think of 
the JHS Black Box. Um, the JHS Black Box is a pedal that uh, you can check it out right here that goes uh, in between in your effects loop. So this is not a new concept. It's essentially putting a volume knob in your effects loop. So you send in the output of the effects loop of your amp and to the input of this uh, pedal out to the back into the uh, to the input of the amp. Um, I don't know if this thing requires power. I'm not really sure. Uh, I haven't looked. That's a big factor for me because otherwise it could just be a volume potentiometer. I've seen people make these things for $10, $15 uh, and then even sell them for that. Um, so I, I don't know what, I'm looking to see if there's a power supply in it. But to answer your question, the question is, you know, what do I think of this versus a, um, a attenuator obviously I did attenuators i prefer attenuators but uh, not every situation calls for an attenuator sometimes when you're just playing light at, uh quiet at night however i will say this i um i want to see if i have one in reach shot i do look at that um without a doubt i like eq pedals for that feature more you can use a volume pedal if you have one to me more so than that pedal i would spend that's 45 bucks very fair price uh because you know it's it's not like a hundred dollar pedal but to me if i was going to buy that pedal i'd buy an actual volume pedal because that way i have a volume pedal when i'm not using it for that feature so a volume pedal for sure but the biggest problem with that system that they're doing is sometimes when you do that as you kind of use that as a it's what you're doing is you're just adding a master volume to the amp so the amp gets a little squishy gets a little thing and it thins out a little bit when you turn it down eq pedals will fix that as well so sometimes eq pedals will work a little better you can even use a boost pedal as long as it's not too out of control but especially if it's eq section like the bucks and boost uh and pedals like that so uh like i said uh the, the JHS pedal, I'm sure the quality is good. I'm sure it's a good pedal, but there's some other options out there. And I think, uh, I just don't know if there's any options out there for 45 bucks. That's a pretty reasonable price other than just making one for yourself. Uh, next question that we have was, man, you guys are really talking about attenuators too. So let's, um, uh, okay. So Nathan's question ties into to his the first question, which was an attenuator versus a dry pedal for low volume drive, you know, question mark. So the question is, which one do I prefer or which one, you know, do I recommend? Uh, again, I always will cite what I do versus, you know, what I think anybody else should do because it's easier for me to say this is what I do. I use a drive pedal for low volume playing more than an attenuator. An attenuator for me is, uh, is I'm, in, I'm in love with the amp or I want the, the amp you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm just in the mood for the amp and I'll use the attenuator to drive that down. But I usually don't use that for like late night playing. I just use it to get the amp that I want at a more reasonable tone or reasonable volume. Um, but if I'm playing late at night and the amp doesn't get quiet for me, I'll use a pedal. Sometimes it's just easier to front the amps with pedals. Um, so that's what I'll do more so than use the attenuator. But I use both because there's something magical about both in the way they do the attenuator to me gives me more of the amp response at the lower volumes and the pedal just gives me a, an easy it's easy right i don't have to worry about extra speaker cables extra anything i just plug it in and sometimes i just have a pedal board ready to go so it's a it's an easy thing to do uh and then i see hold on a second refreshing this to get some super chats in there it's because i'm pinning those as well so we can get to i'm trying to get the equal amounts of both uh i know hey the super chat thing went offline 
Let's try that again. I think uh, YouTube's messing with us. Okay, here it is, right here. Okay, uh, Alexander says, Phil, love the show. Thoughts on Ocean's Eleven Reverb pedal? Uh, the Ocean Eleven Reverb pedal is a really good pedal. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, let's uh, go ahead and plug that in as well. We'll show you guys. Because reverb pedals are tricky. I think there's definitely... Um, reverb pedals are really expensive. And, and I know it gets scary because... Hold on a second as I type here. Because they're so expensive and they all sound somewhat alike. So the Ocean's Eleven Reverb pedal is a pretty realistically priced pedal for 150 bucks uh, from Electro Harmonics, but um, it's not my preferred choice. But I have I've heard so many good things, and um, you know I like Electro Harmonics for um, for reverb pedals. I think you could I think you could be happy with it. So um, next one is from David. He says, hey, Phil, been getting back into guitar after 20 years of being a failure at it. Hey, you're not a failure at it. You know, I, and this isn't a pep talk. <laughs> you know, David, I'd love to give you a pep, pop pep talk. It's more of a philosophy. I don't think when people say, oh, I, I stopped playing guitar for 20 years or 10 years or I played guitar as a kid and now I'm taking it back up. All those statements, I always tell people, especially even when they're younger, I say you never quit guitar. You're just not practicing. And the reason I say that is because I think a lot of people get into mentality of, well, I haven't played my guitar in a couple of years. I don't want to relearn it again. I'm like, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Just some players wait hours before playing guitar again. Some plays days, weeks, you get the idea. So, uh, you know, it's just on hiatus. Um, and it says, okay, so uh, anyways, the next thing it says, always had a, a collapsing pinky. Any tricks to fixing that? So that's an interesting statement because, uh, you know, we're in a show like this, we're definitely dealing with, uh, verbal, <laughs> right? There's some visual, but I don't, I can't see what you're talking about. Um, my pinky does this thing. I'll do it. That sometimes I, I don't know if that's what you mean. My, my pinky will lock and then it won't bend right. Um, and I've had that. See, oh, I'm doing it right now. See, it'll do that. Uh, sometimes when I'm playing, all of a sudden it will lock. It's not very common. It's been doing it since I was like 16. So if anyone out there is like, ah, I think you got rheumatoid arthritis. Y who knows? But I can tell you this. If I, whatever it is, I've been doing it since I was 16. Um, so uh, collapsing pinkies. Uh, yes. Well, here's the thing. Here's the good, bad news for you. Uh, I, I, I think this everybody, everybody has uh, pinky problems uh when it comes to playing guitar everybody i've never met anyone who's like ah yeah the pinky was the easiest thing um it, it is the weakest finger it's a little weird uh, it, we don't use it a lot think about think about in your day-to-day -day usage you know what i mean other than now keyboard typing and stuff you're just not using the pinky that much so the muscle memory of it is a, is a mess um, so there is exercises you can do besides scales of course uh, there's the spider crawl which is a, a type of scale but my advice to you, if you're having any finger issues like that, is to make sure two things. Make sure uh, you are uh, stretching and resting your fingers properly uh, so that they don't cramp up. But more importantly, that you're doing scales. If you have finger strength issues, unfortunately, scales are, you know, there's a reason why people just tell you to play those scales. Scales help a lot. But there's a ton of other tricks out there. This is a good point later in the rebroadcast for a lot of you to put the tricks that you've used or had teachers tell you that have been helpful um, because th that's that my uh, my recommendations work for me, but I'd like to hear what's worked for you. Okay, so next uh, is from Jeremy. He says, help, please, uh, exclamation point. So Jeremy's pretty 
concerned about this. Uh, I need to do some fret work, crown and level on my main Mexico telly. Never done fret work before. What do I need to not hurt anything? Well, Jeremy, unfortunately, that's not an easy like, hey, let's start your, your fix with doing fret work. Crown and level is not a hard task to do. I think it could be mastered relatively easily, but it's not easy. So uh, there's just no way I could, you know, the, the best advice, again, the best advice for you is the advice I give myself or I live by. Um, I would find a local guy to do your crown and level that you can trust, get some good recommendations from the shop, and then ask if you can be there to learn. You know, a lot of techs don't want you looking over the shoulders, but I can tell you hundreds, if not thousands of people can attest that I let anybody look at my, me when I was working on my working on guitars in the shop. I have no problem letting anybody see what I'm doing. And, uh, but that's not because I, of my work is so great that I don't mind me, you know, people seeing it. It's because I don't have any anxiety issues with people watching me. Uh, so some techs might not be kind of be deceptive by not letting you want to see, they just might not enjoy people watching them. So, but that's the, that's the best way to learn more so than any videos or anything else. Other than that, there are videos to do, but I am working on those exact things right now. Those tutorials, something I worked on about a year ago, we talked about a year ago. I actually had to pin all that stuff. Um, and the reason was it was about timing. And the timing was, if you guys seen the channel over the years, I started this channel with no idea. Uh, about YouTube. I just started posting videos like anybody else would. So I've had to learning curve, teach myself even how to turn on a camera at this point. So I, I wanted to get to a point where I can actually be able to put these together somewhat, somewhat well. So, okay. Um, uh, Alex says, did you fix the raised grain on your fender? Uh, thank you. Uh, I have, I have, and I did video it. And uh, we talked about that. And that's something, again, I'm going to release. Um, so something that is going to be changing on the channel. Maybe it's a good time to make some announcements. This is the first live show in August. So there's a couple of changes, I think, that are cool. Uh, one of the first changes is I'm not releasing videos anymore unless I have 10 of them. Uh, so whenever you see a video, like in a series now, whether that was a sharpen my axe or if it's going to be this, uh, there's a new series that's kind of cool that I'm excited about that I'm, uh, four deep into right now. And, uh, I'm just done. What happens when I release videos, I feel like, uh, it's great because you just like, I get inspired by other channels and stuff. The channels get really inspired real fast and they start making clone type videos. And I don't mean copying. We're, we're talking about inspiration. They take, they, they, they go, Hey, that's a great idea. I'll do something like that on my channel. And, um, what I want to do is just be done with it. So I'm doing all the series now in tens. If I have 10 episodes, if not, I'll do less or more, but, uh, but that's not going to gap anything. You'll notice just as videos coming out Wednesday's video was the first in the new series of kind of like an, a new idea I had of reviewing stuff instead of just one review per week, maybe doing multiple reviews and edit them based on how interesting the product is. So if the product's kind of not that interesting to me, I give it two minutes. If it's really cool to me, I give it 10 minutes. And and hopefully, you know, you, you'll, you'll bond the same way with that. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. What else do we have? We have... Um, let's see. Let's go back. Hold on a second. As I jump screen again. I'm scrolling down because this sometimes when you guys are posting comments, they jump a lot. 
okay, so this is a question. It says, thoughts on semi-affordable OM-sized acoustic Sigma Martin Other? Um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of those models out there. Obviously, I like Washburn a lot in the lower price range. I think they make good stuff. I think Alvarez makes good stuff. I like Yamaha. I mean, you're mentioning Sigma, which is obviously a great brand as well for affordable. Martin, obviously, is great, but I don't know if I would call them affordable. You did say semi-affordable, so I'm not sure what that means but i'll say in the semi-affordable i'm going to say five to six hundred dollars again you know it's tough somebody right now is probably screaming what are you crazy uh, both directions by the way somebody's like you know i, I think two thousand semi-affordable and somebody's thinking i think a hundred dollars semi-affordable but uh i can only you know give you kind of what i kind of think the market bears for guitars um i really like the martins uh for for the semi-affordable stuff uh the 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 uh the new ones that have well they're not new but the ones that have the um you know, the laminate, you know, the countertop laminate stuff. The interesting thing is, is that, uh, uh, I wanted to buy one at the Sam Ash event, uh, but I didn't get to go in the acoustic room. <laughs> so, uh, let's see next, next question. Um, and some of these questions get tough cause you guys are talking to each other. So I'm not sure what you're directing towards me. So I will, if it's, uh, so nowadays we might have to put Phil or to actually address it to me because I'm not sure who you guys are talking to when you guys are talk when you're answering questions. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just I'm proofing some some questions real quick, just because again I don't want to answer questions that are already been answered by somebody else. And not directed towards me because you guys kind of like now chat in between each other which is awesome okay uh any thoughts oh okay on the oral imagination i don't know what that is so i'm going to because i'm curious Some things are interesting to me i definitely want to pin them and look them up let's take a look Cause some of the fun thing about this is I get to hear what you guys are up to, you know, and what's going on out there. Um, I'm going to assume it's a pedal. It looks like a pedal. Uh, no, that's Oriel dream. I don't know. You know what? I don't know what it is. So I guess my thoughts are, I don't know what it is. There's too many products. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Uh, you know what? For the last year or two, some, people, some of you guys make comments. There's too many products. I go, ah, you know what? There's just products for everybody. But even I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I could, uh, if I uh, can keep up with all this stuff. I, I mean, I read about gear almost every day. Uh, no, actually every day. There's no almost. Let's just be, be straight up with that. Um, what else? Yeah, a ghost wants me to play that jazz master. I was playing it earlier today. That's why it's there. Uh, it's my guitar with 11s on it, so I like it. Uh, this is the question you always get asked, uh, Will, but, you know, I, I'm in the mood for it. It says, Phil, if you could only have one guitar of your collection and a desert island guitar. The reason I want to answer this is because I've answered so many times, I'm just curious to see in my own head if it's the same answer. I'm pretty sure I, what I've always said in the past, what I say now, I take my copper strat or any strat, 
Um, my PRS Mira is definitely one that's in a candidate, but it's mostly a strat. And uh, that army green strat I've been using, or the olive green, olive, antique olive, I don't know, it's green. Uh, but strat, I don't, I don't care which strat. I don't really have, you know, so I, I kind of bond with certain strats differently all the time, but really just any strat's fine, especially if it's a humbucker. So, um, let's see. Okay, next question is from Matthew. Says, Phil, are you keeping the Eastwood? Ah, uh, Eastwood's right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was playing that actually literally before the uh, live show started. That's why it's in a guitar stand. Uh, I was going through it and stuff. So uh, keeping stuff, I don't know. I never know the answer to that. Um, there's two factors that happen. I'd like to say, you know, like uh, I'd like to keep everything and it's possible. But the reality is, is that sometimes stuff goes just because it's time to fund things. Um, you know, I did a mass sell off last year of gear uh, around October to fund all the new stuff, the new computer and all the new stuff. And, uh, you know, I took some of the patron funds and some of the money I sold for my gear and put it into microphones and, you know, and recording gear. One of the things about the YouTube channel that is, uh, is what I don't think people understand is that the, your channel at a certain point becomes a channel and not just a guy hanging out, checking out gear. Um, you know what I mean? Cause the, it's just, you get so much criticism all the time. You, you kind of lean into it. You're like, Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's too grainy. That's too dark. That needs better audio. I need a better input system. Uh, so you buy all this gear. Uh, next thing you know, you have like four 4k cameras and you have all this stuff and, um, you know, I don't know. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so sometimes you're just like, maybe I'll, I'll let some of this go to, to compensate this. The other thing too, is this, the channel ends up, uh, almost net zero, not uh, making anything. Um, uh, at this point, if you factor in your time, you get a little, you get a little run out, run down by it. Uh, especially me. Cause I still have, you know, other work I have to do. So I do that and then I do the YouTube. Uh, but, uh, that being said, uh, I'd like to keep everything that comes in, uh, cause it's cool. I like having cool gear. It's fun to play it, but that's not how it always works. Okay. So next question is how do I decide which hat I wear? Uh, well, it's easy for me cause all my hats are the same hat. I probably have, uh, 20 hats. I'm just grabbing hats right now. In fact, there's probably three behind and all my hats are black. And uh, have different logos. This is Vans, Adidas. Most of them are Vans. You'll notice, like almost all my hats are Vans. So, uh, pretty pretty boring. So, okay. So, what else do we got going on? Uh, Dean wants to know if I've tried the Digitech Ventra vibe. I have. I did. Uh, I thought it was okay. My actually, I tried it from my my friend, and he didn't like it, so he got rid of it. So, uh, so I thought it was okay. Uh, but there's other pedals I prefer over that. So that's pretty, pretty much the problem. Um, Alzar has got a tricky question. He says, tricky question, but what are your thoughts on having your tone versus sounding, uh, like, uh, everyone else? Oh, you know what? That's a great question. Well, you know, what's funny is that's, uh, one of the downfalls. Uh, that's a, that's a, actually, you know what? That's not a tricky question, Alzar. That's a fantastic question. One thing I find interesting is, is I've spent, it's almost like destructive in this point, what I do now. I spent a long time trying to create, I, I want to say a style, whether it's good or not is relevant. 
it's mine. It's a style of way I play. I, I think I have a unique way of bending. And, and when I mean unique, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a thousand players that do it and do it better, millions, whatever. But again, style, you know, the tone and the tone I like is a certain kind of tone. And I crafted it this way. And, um, and I find that when I try and use that tone or style on YouTube, not for reviews, just on period on any kind of video, the pushback is always that it doesn't sound like there seems to be this new concept, which I was not aware of until I still get, I started getting heavy into the YouTube videos where there's a lot of players out there literally just live for sounding like somebody else. I love sounding like somebody else. Uh, like the Eddie Van Halen guitar. I like taking that Eddie Van Halen guitar and I'm plugging it into EVA champ and playing some Eddie Van Halen licks. It's just fun. But uh, you know, then sometimes I like trying to come up with my own thing. So it's funny. Uh, I think there's a, a definitely a, uh, a trick to it. So that's my, my thoughts on whether or not your tone versus sound like someone else. I think everybody should have their, their own tone. That is definitely, uh, what it is. But the nice thing is, is this, what I've discovered for me personally and watching and listening to lots of players and friends is everybody kind of has their own tone because, uh, even when you try and nail somebody else's sound, you screw it up and then that becomes your sound. <laughs> uh, the best comment I've heard so many musicians, you can go on YouTube and just, you could, you know, shake a stick and you'll see it. George Lynch has said it. I know for a fact, John Mayer said it for a fact, uh, almost identical quotes by saying, uh, my failure to sound like somebody else is how I got my sound. I was trying to get this technique and I couldn't get it right. And then I got my own thing going. So, uh, there you go. Jeffrey White says, hey, Phil, thoughts on the Supersonic 60? Um, the Supersonic 60, I have the 22. The Supersonic 60, which I originally had, I think has the distortion channel or the overdrive channel on both the amps, to me, are the same. There's there's something cool about them. The two, 22, for me, is by far superior in the clean tone. Uh, and my, my reasoning for that is I did not like the Supersonic 60's clean sound. It was too sterile. It was clean, but it just didn't have any life to it or any kind of like, I like the clean to have a little bit of sponginess, a little bit of chime. You know what I mean? You're looking for that kind of perfect world of, of clean. And, uh, and, um, really what's sad is, is all the cleans I love, uh, usually aren't, don't have a good gain channel. That's usually the problem. So the supersonic, uh, 22 for me is like, a, it's a really good, um, meet in the middle kind of amp. It's like the gain isn't my favorite gain and the clean isn't my favorite clean, but, but but the two combined are really good. And I get something that I can totally, totally use. And I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, but the sixties, but I think unless things have changed, uh, the 60 is, uh, really smoking good deals. You can find the sixties for great deals. The other thing I didn't like about the supersonic 60, by the way, is if you get the supersonic 60 head, there's no reverb where they fix that when they need the supersonic 22 head, you get reverb on the combo won't matter. Either one, you know, either one has reverb. The other advantage of the supersonic 60 is that, uh, it has a, uh, I say input or I'll say volume controls it has two volume controls on the effects loop. So you can use a short jumper cable, a little six inch cable in the effects loop. And what we were talking about earlier with that GHS pedal and stuff, it'll just do that by itself with a cable. So something to think about, that's a nice feature on that. So, uh, I, I like I said, I like the amp. Um, the supersonic 60 is definitely an amp I really like, uh, but I like the supersonic 22 much more. Plus another uh, thing is the supersonic 22 is a little lighter, a little easier on the, the old shoulder and back the, and I have no problem getting the clean to sustain at 22 Watts, but I'm not, I'm not playing in a hard, hard, heavy band. You know, there's not a lot of volume volume there. 
Cake Man says, hey, Phil, thoughts on travel guitars? I don't like travel guitars. Uh, I don't like travel guitars because um, for me, I never use them. It's this uh, grandiose idea that just doesn't exist. You know, you, you take them to your hotel room, whether you have, you're going on a family vacation. I take them on the family vacation and I play in the family size because, you know, and, and, and what are you going to play it when the kids are sleeping in the room next door? Um, uh, or you go, you know, you go on a business trip and you're in a hotel room and you think you're going to play. But then what happens with me is you get home and you're kind of tired or get back to the hotel room. So travel guitars don't really do it for me. So what I have in place is I use a ukulele. I like ukuleles. I have a six string ukulele, which is a blast. I take a four string ukulele sometimes, which is a blast. Very vacation vibing instrument. You can play it. People have fun around you. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a nice, it's a nice instrument to take. And what I love now is you take my phone and I pull it out and I learn some ukulele stuff. Uh, I, if you could play guitar, it, if you play guitar, you can play ukulele in about 15 minutes. And I'm being nice. At 16 minutes, start questioning yourself. Because when I say 15 minutes, you should have it nailed faster than that. It's a very, 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 very instru easy instrument. Plus, if, uh, I love telling this to everybody, so you know, if you think ukulele is cool, I'm pretty sure you're under 26 years of age. And if you think ukulele is kind of like lame, you're probably you're probably older, you know, whether you realize it or not, the majority of ukuleles are sold to young kids, young kids being, you know, uh, 12 to 26 uh, in that demographic. So ukulele is a very trendy instrument right now and has been for almost a decade. Um, there's a lot of great stuff online to learn about the ukulele. I do have a mini Jackson guitar and I have taken that. And so, you know, I love that guitar. It's fun, but I find myself not playing it again because I have to plug into an amp and all that stuff. So, the, and if I'm going to go somewhere for like a week, I take a full-size guitar. So, all right. What else you guys got? Uh, yeah, see, so, uh, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of you guys got cool travel guitars. I've owned so many of the travel guitars, guys. I mean, realistically, I mean, you could start naming them if you want now, and I'll tell you if I owned them. Uh, at least six or seven. The travel brand guitars, I've owned it. Uh, somebody was saying the Papoose by Takamini. Yep. Uh, I've had the Mini Martin, the Mini uh, uh, Washburn, which is a copy of that, the Mini uh, Baby Taylor. Uh, I've tried all that stuff. The baby Taylor is probably one of my favorite things. Definitely in the mini guitar world, the little acoustics are to me funner than the little electrics. Uh, again, because, you know, you, you, like I said, you just don't use them as much. Um, it's fun. Plus I like to be inclusive and not exclusive. So I want my family involved in, you know, so if I have something that's fun to play, I can play some stuff to me. It's just about playing. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not really trying to keep my regimented practice habits when I'm on uh, vacation or traveling. I'm just trying to keep my fingers limber and keep playing and having fun. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Beatmaster says, so it's a bad idea to bring a double neck uh, SG on travels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, what else you guys got? What else is interesting out there? It's been a, it's been an interesting week. I've kind of, my week has been super, super busy. So I didn't get to see a lot of stuff what's going on out there. And somebody was asking me about new gear. I do have some interesting new gear. You'll see this week coming up on the, on the Wednesday show. Uh, some stuff I was actually shocked about a little cool stuff. Okay. Uh, guitar hack says to, uh, Phil McKnight. That's me. Uh, any suggestions for a 212 cab to go with your Marshall origin 50 watt head, uh, 212 cabinet. 
Uh, for the Marshall, I mean, my favorite is going to be the 1936 by Marshall. That's probably one of my favorite 212 cabinets of all time. It's a, it's a hefty price tag, though. Even used, you're sitting in a $600 range. Uh, but they do make an inexpensive version of that Marshall cabinet. Uh, and Marshall does. And it's like $299 or $399. That one's a pretty good one. Uh, so something like that. I really like Ignator cabinets. I think Ignator cabinets are one of those cabinets that just anytime you go out there, you can scoop them up for a deal built well they look cool they got a cool vibe i don't know if you need the cabinet to match but that's definitely where you can get yourself a 212 uh for some for some short money because i mean you know cabinets are just expensive i mean it's getting to the point now where you, you know you pay you know whatever 700 for that 50 watt head and the cabinet's 700 bucks it's getting it's getting tough man it's getting tough um uh, so uh See, and somebody's saying the Mitchell cabinet. Yeah, there's a ton of great cabinets, but I, I just, uh, I like the, uh, yep, 2061 CX might work. I have that cabinet, Phil Smith. That's a great cabinet. But again, uh, I own two of them actually. And I think they're, um, I think I paid 800 a piece, something like that. I mean, they're just, and, uh, and those, uh, you know, the 2061 CX, this is maybe a slam against Marshall, but it's just, I, I like the cabinet. I use it a lot. Uh, like I said, I have two of them, but. Uh, I'd like to point out two things. One, I think it's kind of BS that they have a particle board back. I thought that was kind of a joke for 800 bucks. And they don't come with wheels. The wheels thing, I understand. I mean, I wish it had wheels. It makes sense. I installed the wheels myself, you know, pop out wheels. But I, I don't know. I just hate it when, you, you know, to me at that price point, I'm getting all I'm getting all plywood, right? I mean, something. I, particle board just seemed weird. But, you know, and, and it might have, I don't know. I can't say that's a tonal property. Hey, the backboard. You know why? You know why I call it BS is because the old ones, the old Marshall two twelve slant cabinets, uh, had had ply backs. So the thing I don't like is that adds weight to the cabinet, doesn't add anything, and it's cheaper. You know what I mean? Cheaper. So I mean, at nine hundred bucks, eight ninety nine, eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. You think I'd I'd hit a price point where I. I get what I, you know, I get quality all through. So that's my thing. That's why I like Mesa cabinets are really good too. But they, again, they're pricey. They're very pricey. Okay. What else do we got? You guys got lots of good questions today. I'm trying to get. To... Uh... Uh, the dog, the dog paw says any updates on lace pickups? No, man, they didn't care. You know, I have a theory that a lot of these companies are just going out of business. So, and it's just, uh, there's a lot of companies in the last three or four months that I've uh, been privy to some, unfortunately, non-disclosable information that just seems like there's a lot of companies about to phase out. I don't know anything about Lace, but there's just so many companies now. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. Like I said, I won't buy a Lace pickup again, though. There's a bunch of products. I have a list of, of products. Maybe that'd be a video products. I'll never buy again. And why? So not to slam the companies, but maybe just to guys, you know, this is just, it's a review, right? You do a review and you talk about what your good and bad experiences. So to me, like the lace pickup thing, that's, that's where a lot of times when we talk about, you know, I'd be positive on a review and I try to stay positive on a review because opinion you know about sound is is hard to say is like oh this sounds horrible so don't buy that that's a i, I just can't do that uh, i could say like it's not my cup of tea or whatever but you know there's people out there that love this product lace pickups was defectiveness there's just a defectiveness over the quality uh and the quality isn't isn't there right now so 
Um, yeah. And you know, what's funny is their customer service never even responded to any of my emails. So, uh, so I sent the product back. I got a refund from the retailer. I'm sure the retailer got hosed a little bit. I'm sure they ate the return shipping. I tried to, so, you know, I tried to save the retailer money. I told them, I said, why can't I just ship the defective product back to Lace? So Lace has to deal with it. You know what I mean? But the retailer took the brunt of it and good for them for, for taking care of me, the customer. And, uh, but you know, I'd see that, uh, Jamie's got a question. It says, what guitarist would you like to see come out with a signature model guitar? Someone who doesn't already have one. Well, I think everybody has one. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, ah, you know what? I think the list of people who don't have a signature guitar versus do is, is pretty tricky. Um, you know, uh, there's guitar players. Like, think of this, like Mick Mars uh, said he would never do a signature guitar and he doesn't have one. Um, I don't know. Uh, every guitar player I like, uh, has a signature guitar. Is that, I'm trying to, well, you know, what's sad is one of my favorite, no, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is, gets, it gets tough. Uh, so I don't know. I'd like to hear you guys' comments who, who put them in the suggestions down below. I'll keep thinking about it as we go. I'm trying to think of any guitar player that I know that I like that doesn't have a signature guitar. And so, you know, that's not a dig against signature guitars. I own and love a bunch of them. I mean, there's obviously a blatantly obvious signature guitar right there. Um, signature guitars, I think, are a great idea. Some people don't like them because, you know, they think if you own one, you're a poser. Hey, that's a good argument. You know, there's nothing wrong with that argument. Um, you know, for me, what, I, what I've learned messing with the guitars is, is that um, the signature guitars sometimes are just, they're upgrades or adjustments that I think the guitar needed or they're just nice. So, um, so there's a lot of cool things to signature guitars. Uh, let's see. Somebody said, oh, Beatmaster says Lenny Kravitz, right? Um, you know, it would be interesting to see, you know what I'd like to see is like, um, some guitar players, uh, I don't know. You know, I, this is going to be the worst answer ever. You guys are going to kill me on the internet. I don't care. I like to see Tyler Larson from Music is Wind get a signature guitar. I've said that to him personally, so you know, I think. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it to him. I'd like him to see, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to see somebody with a channel uh, get a signature guitar. Um, you know, because like Fluff's got one, right? With um, Baller Gear guitars. I'd like to see Tyler Larson get like an SE model, uh, PRS SE. Um, and there's a reason for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and I think it's because obviously he's a fan of PRS and I think he, he, he shows that he's obviously a, a very good player. He's obviously got influence in the market. Um, some people probably, you know, I don't know, whatever you guys think, I guess you're wrong. Cause the truth is the, the kids everywhere. Um, so, uh, I, like I said, I, I think that would be a cool guitar. I'd like to see that because, um, it would be interesting for me. Uh, it'd be one I'd actually consider buying too, <laughs> especially cause I like the idea cause he loves, you know why he fits all of my requirements that I like. Um, he plays a certain guitar all the time, even though he has other guitars. He always plays that the one I that I did the mod to, uh, you know, and I fixed up the green uh, PRS single cut. I played his guitar. That guitar is sick. So you know, that, that that's a guitar. When I sent it back, I was like, yeah, I can see why he plays all the time. I really enjoyed it. So if PRS was to clone that guitar, the color, get it right, and do an SE model, I think that'd be great. That'd be fun. 
and his channel gets some funding from that you know obviously he'd make a little money on the side we get a cool guitar and uh, it would be the first to me representation of like the industry recognizing the community that we have here so not so much honoring him as like he's you know he's famous it's just kind of like hey you know the truth is there's this online gear community because we although we're all on youtube and you guys there's 823 of you watching uh, you know i hung out last saturday with all you guys at the sam ash I did that because this, I want to hang out. And what I've learned is, is uh, we've built, not we meaning this channel, all of these channels, all of you guys that sit here on these live chats and, and make questions. You know, when I, I hang out and I watch so many other channels and I see so many of you on this right now that are commenting, commenting on the other channels too. That's a community, man. That's awesome. And especially when, you know, uh, you know, the guitar players, we need the community because, uh, you know, uh, there's so many other things out there that are, I, I just read an article today in NASCAR, which I'm not into, but it's NASCAR is down like 45%. So the reality is, is not that I'm afraid of anything going away. I just like, you know, I'd like to be able to talk about what I want to talk about guitars. So, um, see uh rodney has a question it says do you shop through reverb i do i do most of my shop th shopping through reverb um i, I go to ebay uh, i don't have a problem with ebay but i go to ebay when i can't find it on reverb i always look first on reverb and sometimes admittedly uh, i don't look on reverb to see if it's slightly cheaper or sorry i go i don't go on ebay to see if it's slightly cheaper on reverb i just pay the reverb price but i always reach out on reverb a little thing i important thing to know i have never really how do i say never 99 percent of the time i've never bought anything on reverb without reaching out and asking for a deal and almost every time i got the deal and i don't mean the offer buttons i mean i just email them and say hey you know even if it's five bucks i bought something for so you know for like a thousand bucks and asked for five bucks off yeah just because why not you know what i mean it's five bucks so it's a it's a coffee and maybe they give it to me and they did um, I think if you ask anybody with respect, Hey, look, I know you got a good price, but you know, I can't help it. <laughs> you got to You got to ask. It makes you feel better. Uh, and sometimes, so, you know, they say, no, they can't wiggle. Uh, they don't have any room and, uh, I buy it too, but I like to ask cause I feel weird if I don't ask, like that's an opportunity lost. Um, so Sarang says, uh, he gave me 10 million. I don't know. So he, I don't know how to read the currency that he sent, but it's, uh, it's a thousand, uh, uh, of that currency. Um, so let's see. Hey, Phil, sorry. Late to the show today was playing around with the new more preamp live and, uh, the new 20 watt tube engine power amp and the new 112 uh, with V30. You should definitely do a review of these. Uh, did you see the Summer Nam this year? Uh, I didn't see it at the Summer Nam. I didn't see any of that stuff, and I would love to review that stuff. Um, my, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to. That's an, a product I would definitely like to check out. More pedals and more products um, are products that I like a lot. In fact, um, you know, well, you hear it last week with Lawrence, or if you saw it, uh, the more pedals. One of his favorites is one of my favorite pedals too. I really like more pedals um, and more products. Uh, they have been really good to my channel and sent me stuff to review and stuff. And it's just really hard to get to uh, the reviews. Um, and uh, it's because I can't do a video a day. I just can't do it. I don't have the time. You know what I mean? When I start doing too many videos, if you guys notice, I'll start doing more videos and then I stop. It's because, man, you know, you got to pay the bills. And this is unfortunately not how not how I pay the bills. So, um, so anyways, uh, so the condensing them into shows, I think it's going to help. And I, and I think it's gonna be fun. And that's the other thing too. I got to have fun doing this. 
you know, I've said this to you guys before. Somebody asked me about a live playing, you know, live. If you're not having fun, they're not having fun. If I'm not having fun, I can't expect you guys to. I need to have fun. And uh, so, so there you go. All right. Um, what else? What else do you guys got before we go? We got some time left. Uh, Marissa. Ah, okay. Uh, it says that uh, did the orange with ukulele uh, cool off. It did. And the video soon. Um, okay. So here's the good news. What I don't know, cause I won't do final edits until uh, Monday on them. Uh, I can tell you this, the ukulele, uh, the orange with ukulele is either in this Wednesday's, uh, let's see what we can do off memory. It's either on the eighth, right? Oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to do it on memory, but I'm cheating. I'm looking. Yeah. It's, it's slotted for either the eighth, which is this Wednesday coming up or the 15th. And, uh, the reason is, is what I did, uh, so you guys know is if you watched this week's just past video, which was, uh, the, on Wednesday where I did multiple reviews in one video, what I did or what I'm doing is, is I'm reviewing lots of products and then editing them and, and then like almost like Tetris slotting them into a video to fit. Does it make sense? So I can put at least anywhere between three to five products per video and do like a montage thing. So you guys could see different stuff, but I want to make sure each product gets its uh, you know, it's a proper amount of time. Plus what I've did, if you guys didn't see on that video, you can actually click the card, you know, did you like this, whatever. And based on you guys, cause I can look at the metrics basically on how well those videos do and how those products do that gives me the ability to a longer, uh, video. So there you go. So, uh, Hanner Gunson, what's up, Hanner? It says, uh, just for the good work and an apology not to be here lately. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while, man. I missed you. It's good to see you. They, um, you know what? Yeah. And you haven't been posting stuff on your channel that much. I have to check that out too. Uh, at least I'm not getting notifications. So I'll check that again tonight. Uh, and then Netzer442 says it's hot. Have a beer after the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I might do that today, man. It's Friday. It's definitely been uh, a, a good week, but a long week. <laughs> so Friday feels good. So, although tomorrow is not my Saturday, unfortunately tomorrow, I'll, I, I got some fun and work tomorrow. So it's good. So, uh, okay. What else do we got? Uh, Mark Kang says, Hey, Phil, will you ever do a build kit? I am pretty sure, pretty sure that Crimson Guitars sent me a tele kit. Um, they, uh, uh, if they haven't, it's, it's definitely coming. Uh, I've had communications with Crimson Guitars, uh, follow up on this. I think maybe I dropped the ball. Maybe I didn't respond to them a couple of times. So I apologize to them about that, but I did respond to them and get it all sorted out. So they're sending me a tele build kit and I'm going to do a special tele build kit, uh, video. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, something I've never seen on, uh, you know, a lot of the videos. That's the whole point. I just don't want to do a kit build. I want to do something like, Hey, let's do something fun. So. The answer is yes. Hopefully coming soon. Soon. All right. What else you got? Mark says, is YouTube your full-time job? No, no way. Uh, so YouTube is, is nice because it makes good money and it, it, it's, in a, it's nice. Unfortunately, what I discovered with YouTube is that the only way, I don't say the only way, the only way for a channel like mine to make money is to stop investing into the channel. Uh, and that's the trick. So, you know, I mean, does that make sense? You know what I mean? You're constantly like investing, you know what I mean? Think of this, just changing the room around costs money and stuff, you know, and trying to keep things fresh. So no, it's not what I do, uh, 
for a full-time job. But I do do a lot of hours. YouTube is at least a 30 hours for me a week. Um, I have an art. This is tough for me to say because my wife says that I do 50 hours a week on YouTube. I feel like I do 20 or 30, but I, I don't know. Sometimes I believe her more than me. I, I tend to always be working. It's just a, it's a personality flaw or I don't know if it's a flaw. I don't think working is a bad thing. If you guys notice, that's why when, when, when I'm doing these restring events, I, I, me and Ralph are having a blast. We don't mind working. Working's good. So, okay. What else you guys uh, have to say? Uh, let's. Uh, Will wants to know if Crimson Guitars does a, a telly with a Floyd Rose. Uh, not that I saw. Uh, not in their uh, not in their website. I went on their website. They had a telly, a Strat, and a Les Paul style guitar. I picked telly for a specific reason. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, no, not one with the Floyd Rose and I won't be adding a Floyd Rose to the one I got. So, uh, John D says, how do you deal with YouTube copyright issues? I don't have any YouTube copyright issues. I've never had one. Uh, I'm very diligent about, uh, what I do on my channel. Uh, especially as it, as it's grown and you get more eyes on it. Um, so what happens is like I did, uh, I did a song, you know, at the GitCon where I played a song with Phil X and Robert Baker on stage. That was a Scorpion song. YouTube took half the money for that. They take half, they take, well, they take half of whatever you make, um, and give it to the artist that wrote the song. That's fine. Uh, but no, other than that, I've never had a copyright strike and I don't have any copyright issues. Um, I use copyright free, uh, music in the, in the videos or I use my own stuff. Uh, I've not had issues. Could I have issues? Oh yeah. People get copper strikes. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's the wild west out here. <laughs> so, uh, all you can do is be, um, um, you know what I mean? All you can do is, I don't know, do your best. So yes. Zazie says, Phil is all your income, uh, from, from music related things. Yeah. I've been in the music industry now for 16 years. In fact, I can tell you this hundred percent, everything I own, all my guitars, my car, my home, everything you see me own, I have purchased and made, I have purchased with the money I made as a being in business. I've been an entrepreneur now for, I haven't worked for a company, uh, uh, in the, in the sense of having a job, like I've now, I've hadn't had a job. I haven't had a job. Oh, I'm trying to think now. It's been a while. Um, how many years is that? 15 years, 16 years, 16 years. So I'm going to work for a company in 16 years. So in 16 years, uh, I have worked for myself in this industry, in the music industry. Yes. And, and the trick is, so you guys know, this is a good conversation. This is, uh, uh I talked to Tim Pierce, if you guys know who Tim Pierce and, and hopefully I'll, I'll do a video one day at his studio. We, we talked briefly in Maryland about doing this. Uh, if I'm in LA coming to his uh, studio and doing a video together, I wanted to talk about this. This is a thing I always, uh, I think is interesting that people don't understand about the music industry or industries like this people that like him, like a studio musician, or, uh, whether it be, you know, sometimes, uh, pedal builders like Lawrence Petros or, uh, me, what you find is, is people learn to make money using multiple revenue streams. In other words, they have, they do many things, not just one thing. So that's what happens. So, okay. So, um, and of course, one of the things I do to make money if, is I repair guitars and, uh, and don't make, uh, this is the, 
I, so you know, the, I have a the problem with repairing guitars is simple for me. I have more guitars to repair than I have time to do. So that's where the YouTube thing kind of chumps into that. You know what I mean? Chomps into the, to the, to doing repairs. Uh, if I wasn't doing YouTube, um, I have another business as well, but I would probably do repair the majority. In fact, my dream one day, I think is just to do just re repair. So some of you guys are rejoicing right now. Like, good, get them off YouTube. But some of you guys are probably like, no, <laughs> but, uh, Tim Pierce, Daniel says, does Tim Pierce have a signature guitar? He does not. Man, the guy deserves one though, right? The guy's phenomenal. He's probably one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. So, uh, yep, Tim Pierce, no signature guitar. So he's a good one too. Maybe, maybe PRS, right? Uh, Henry Gunn said, future YouTube. Future YouTube, strong. YouTube's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they got tons of money. If something comes and kills it, they'll buy it. It's like Budweiser buys all the craft beers, right? That's just how this is working. Now, I don't want to go with the too big to fail. But if your question is like YouTube, the community, how does this work with the, uh, you know, it's fine. You know what I mean? The, the, the reality of this stuff is it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? I mean, my channel is bigger now than it was last year. And it was bigger last year than there. And I thought it was gonna be dead by now. It could die tomorrow. Who knows? But realistically, uh, uh, I mean, the numbers I produce now are vastly crazier and larger than I did a year ago and then the year before that. So uh, channel growth seems to be uh, and, and even channels that don't seem as big when you look at their numbers, they're still producing at a, at a really good rate. I think right now, though, I think we're all burnt out on certain types of videos, though, which is why I always put time. I'm putting time into making something different not because of any other reason than if i figure if i'm sick of it you're sick of it maybe i'm wrong so if i'm wrong let me get it no maybe you just want the same same time videos again um okay what else all right sean says phil amps behind you are all on wood slat shelves do you play them there or do you move them to the floor uh general advice for guitar playing i play them there i like having all my amps up off the floor um in fact behind me is uh, i switch around a lot right now i'm using a marshall 412 it's on wheels i like all the stuff off the floor that's just for me uh you know my my joke is your near <laughs> your nears <laughs> your nears don't have <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say no your ears don't have yours don't see one more time your knees don't have ears so i don't face my amps at my feet <laughs> and my and my knees uh, i like them tilted at me or up off the ground a little bit tilted so you know i have these little wedge things they're not in there now i take them out for the videos just so the amps look a little neater but i have this little wedge thing and i shove them in the amps and it tilts the amps back and i'll tilt them at me uh just eq a little differently that probably is not I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not saying to do that as a recommendation. I, maybe that's because I'm, I'm a played bass for so long. Just, I want that stuff. So, uh, Jim wants to know, do you need compensated saddles for a telly? Nope. You don't need them. Uh, not at all. Uh, they're nice, but, uh, no, you don't need them. Think of all, think of all the millions, well, millions, think of the thousands of hit records and songs written on telecasters without, uh, without compensated saddles. It, let's just say it can be done because it has been done. So, all right. Uh, 
You know, there was a question I just saw. I want to go back to it because it was really good. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So, man, so many questions. There's 843 of us. Um, yeah, a lot of people are commenting on the YouTube too big to fail. Again, that's it's not too big to fail. You know what it is, man. You know what it is. It's like right now. It's uh, it's a. Uh, it, I don't want to. I want to get back to guitars, but with the channel. Um, if the channel was to shrink a little bit, I want to grow the channel. Don't get me wrong, because growth means uh, uh, more freedom, right? Let me let me give you an example. The bigger this channel has gotten, the less crap I've had to take from companies, um, and that is without a doubt. It's like, it's, it's just the reality of it. It's like when I, when a company's the, the smaller your channel is, the more it seems like if you want to work with a company, the more they dictate to you, but the bigger the channel is, the more the company's like, uh, whatever, you know, as long as you're happy, that that's what you want to hear it being said, because I've worked hard to, to do this, to build this up and build it the way I have. Uh, so, so it is because, and it, and there's, and there's, there's pitfalls to that. In fact, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to really do a video on like how to do YouTube. It seems like that's, there's so many of those videos and I don't think a lot of you care. I, I don't think I would care how somebody does YouTube, but, uh, but, um, you know, I don't know. I think we're getting sidetracked too much YouTube talk. Max says guitar hanger, Phil question mark. I use string swing. Uh, I only use string swing. Uh, in fact, um, I won't tell, I just use string swing. I, it's the only product. It's the only product I say that about. I'm, you know, like somebody was asking about Stu Mac tools. You know what? I like Stu Mac tools. I buy Stu Mac tools. Um, if you buy Stu Mac tools, that's great. If you buy other tools, that's great. I'm still, uh, I still have a video coming out eventually to talk about the difference, you know, between buying non-Stu -Stu Mac tools and other tools. Not which one's better or worse. Just these are options: two ninety nine versus twenty bucks, whatever. There are options out there to save money. Uh, but string uh, string holders, wall hangers, string swing hangers, I don't I don't compromise on. It's all I've ever used. Um, so it's what I what I like. I I. Uh, I make enough money to buy nice guitars, but not enough money to let those guitars be ruined because I just don't have the money to throw away. So I, I, I buy quality stuff to put my guitars on. Uh, Nick says, what's the turnaround time to send you guitars repair? Unfortunately, I don't do the shipped in guitars. I've done a couple here and there, man. It's just so expensive for the end user and it gets a little tricky. So it's to me, it's local and you got to understand. And if this helps, maybe it does. I mean, I was repairing guitars in the Valley for over 12 years and I have a huge clientele of customers. So when I stopped, uh, you know, doing the shop and I was just doing the YouTube and the other stuff, it's just the, you know, my phone, just my phone all day it's just texts people needing repairs so i still do them it, and especially because i love doing them that's what i love doing the most it's where i'm the most happy okay uh why is that prs here's a good michael maiden says why is that prs uh uh, swinging now. Uh, it's because it is a hundred. Someone just put it. It was a Zim. It's 110 degrees here, man. It's 110 degrees. So I have a fan going, a ceiling fan going. <laughs> it has to, man. It's too hot. Um, so, um, 
it's four o'clock or three fifty-eight here in the afternoon, and it's the hottest part of the day. Is in is is in the afternoon. Okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna grab something real fast so we can hit. We'll try to hit this out with the good ones. Justin Mabe says, "Hey Phil, hey Justin. By the way, do you see I was wearing the the gold top your gold top shirt for the uh, restring event? Uh, I bought one. I had to. I love that shirt so much." Um, and that's a uh, oh, good way to segue into so you guys know the shirt of the month for August is the SG you guys uh, were talking about. So it's a red SG. Uh, Ralph got to pick that, by the way. He decided that the SG would be red. Uh, so so there you go. Uh, <laughs> so there's red SG style guitars this month as shirts. And again, as you guys know, if you buy the shirts, you're supporting the channel. Uh, that's how the channel gets supported. It's uh, supported by that stuff. You know, I, I, I tell you guys, I, I will constantly, I constantly look at, um, uh, different ways to monetize the channel in a way that, you know, to help it grow. Um, but just, I don't know. The only negative I had was, and this is funny because I'm gonna tell all you guys, I had this thing where I was telling people, on the channel, which is why defeating the purpose I'm doing now that I don't charge for reviews and I don't charge for videos. And what happened was, uh, about a bazillion companies sent me emails asking me to review products. I never thought in a million years that telling you guys that I don't take money for, for videos was going to do what it did. So, uh, now I just tell the companies, I, uh, I have uh, Sean that takes care of it and I just tell them to send them an insane amount of money to, so if you ever see a video where it says, because all my videos is discloses whether or not a company sent me a product or I bought the product, but it, I like I said, if it ever if anyone ever pays me, it'll say paid for. If you ever see that paid for, you just remember I got paid really well. So <laughs> then you don't have to worry anymore um, because I'm you know because I send them I have them send them whatever price I think is, you know, I don't know they won't want to pay, uh, so uh, what else. Oh yeah, see, Joe's like, what about a Cherry Burst SG shirt? I don't, man, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know how they would do the burst on the colors. <laughs> Lauren says, do one million dollars? Oh, that's one billion dollars. One billion dollars for a video. They, uh, you know, I just want to do products I like. So, uh, or you know what it is too. I like, I, I want to do products that uh, the companies like the channel too. I find this whole, you know, just because I'm breathing and you guys watch me. They want to send you product. It gets a little sad. Um, okay, what what else do you guys got? We'll we'll sum it up. We've did an hour. Okay, so somebody said Chapman guitars question mark. Was there a question about about Chapman guitars? I saw he's got a new line of Chinese ones. It looks like semi hollows. Um. Yeah, you got to repost, guys. When you guys uh, have a question and uh, you don't see me answering it, it's it's literally like, uh, you know, who says it best is like Ralph. He's like, when it's scrolling, man, it's just luck of the draw if I can catch your your uh, your thing. Phil Wilson says, still upset with Lightning Boy? No. You know what? No, of course not. Um, you know, yeah, I get over that pretty fast. You know You can't you can't let that stuff weigh you down man the the bad vibes i haven't jim want to know if i've tried the katana air man i haven't i have not 
Okay, so here's the question. Ready? It's uh, it's from Cario says, do you feel like Chapman guitars are a product of YouTube PR or are they quality products? Well, one doesn't have to be exclusively different than the other, right? So we know, we know as a gear community that there is a ton of YouTube type products. Panama amps, right? Let, let me put it this way. I want to, I want to play devil's advocate on both sides and then I'll give you an opinion. Do, is it bad that a company utilizes the, the, well, let me put it this way. If Chapman guitars came out in, this is 2018, right? So if they came out in 1998, Chapman guitars would put ads in guitar world all over the place. Right. And we would look at the ads and not think anything of it. We'd be like, oh yeah, Chapman guitars. You heard of those? I don't know. They're in the ads everywhere, <laughs> right? So the the now the new format is to put them in these YouTube videos and Instagrams. So Chapman utilized that, um, and he's not the only one. I mean, geez, the amount of people that are utilizing uh, YouTube is insane. In fact, um, I mean, there are there are I can name right now, but I'm not gonna. But I just want to let you know, I can name ten YouTubers right now that I know that make a hundred grand a year just reviewing product. Uh, so, I mean, that's not even a thing. So, uh, so obviously there's money in this, uh, business, uh, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but, uh, so utilizing this format on both sides is not a bad thing. In fact, it, it makes sense where the gear, you know, you're, you're watching videos about guitars because you're into guitars. I'm, you know, when I'm not making videos, I'm watching them on YouTube, just like everybody else. Cause I like, there's a ton of channels I love to watch cause they're fun. And I like this, I like this, I like gear. Um, so that being said, I don't think utilizing YouTube as a, a product category is a bad thing. However, what I think you're kind of getting at at the core of your question is, is, is it a product of YouTube? In other words, is it all hype and there's no, there's no base there? Well, the reality of that for me is, is that Chapman is a brand put on a product. No different than, and, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Once the companies, and we're not the only industry to do it. We're far, probably far by far the last one to do it. But once a company, let's say, look at all the companies uh, that had started as uh, being you know, built in their factory. I'm not even talking about USA made versus overseas. Built in their factory. Once you start outsourcing product to other companies, to other factories, you, you're running the risk of the fact that anybody can now get product like yours and put branding on it. And branding will be uh, uh, you know, powerful. So here's a good example. Look at Hello Kitty. Look at all the products with a Hello Kitty logo on it. Look at, look at all the products with a Nike logo on it. You know, um, I collect Swiss Army knives. I have a Swiss Army backpack. Swiss Army didn't build my backpack. They, didn't, they don't make backpacks. They don't even know anything about backpacks. What does a knife company know about backpacks? They put the logo on the backpack. I like their product. I saw the backpack. I bought it. So so that's branding. So Chapman basically said, hey, why don't we take the guitars that everybody's ordering overseas and put our brand on it since we have so much ability to get that brand power out there through YouTube. Um, but I think there's substance behind it. Uh but we know what the Chapman problem is. Everybody on YouTube, I think, knows what the Chapman problem is. Watching the YouTube videos, they're very consistent. They don't have a consistency in quality because they're a small company. That's their issue. And that's something that, that's what we take for granted with a company like Fender. You know what I mean? Uh, that has, 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 you know, it's like they're not their first rodeo. 
They've done this before. They know how to get the consistency of guitars out there. We make fun of Gibson for having bad quality, but the reality is, is Gibson's the majority of the guitars are quality. We know that because look at the sales. If, if people are right and Gibson makes horrible guitars, then there's no way their guitars are selling. There's just no way. Uh, when I did the restring event, I had somebody bring me a Gibson. They said it's horrible, and they were talking about all the quality issues, and they were right. But I also restrang about six other Gibsons that were fine. That's, you know what I mean? So that's the ratio. So that's the thing. Um, but there are products on YouTube that I believe that were YouTube hyped and then they died. You know what I mean? There's just stuff. And I don't want to name them because I think I'll be contributing to that death. If <laughs> you don't mean call them out, but I don't think I need to tell you guys because you guys know there's products that a year ago were all over every YouTube channel. And now you can't even, you don't, you don't see them anywhere. They didn't have any substance. So I think Chapman is a, a perfect example of someone who utilizes the, 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 the market, put the product out there, but then because there's some substance, it's sticking around. So, so there you go. There's my thoughts. So, uh, Michael Costa says Anderton stated his return rate on Gibson is 1%. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I mean, that could be just his personal return rate and he could be totally uh, accurate, but I know it ain't 50% because <laughs> like I said, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't last. So companies can't, can't, uh, they can't last if they can't make quality. And, and, and you know, what's a good example. Here's a perfect example. I'm going to use you guys, 860 of you out there watching right now, obviously the replay put in the comments, uh, down below when I do the replay of this, uh, put in the comments right now of companies that you think make horrible product a hundred percent, but yet are still going today. They're literally just, uh, you know, junk after junk after junk. So, uh, and I'm curious, we'll see. I'm curious to see because you, you might have some examples where I go, oh yeah, oh yeah. Or I'm, you know, so, so, uh, all right. On that note, I think I'll get ready to let you guys go. I want to thank you guys for hanging out this Friday. It was awesome. Thank you again to everybody who came to the Restring event. If you guys uh, uh, saw that, obviously I did a quick video just to show you guys this week. It was really amazing. Uh, and um, it was fun. Me and Ralph had a blast. Uh, I, I didn't expect to have that much fun, really. I think I laughed the entire day. Um, and uh, also, I want to thank you guys for joining me on here. Look forward to this week's new videos because obviously this uh, week just passed. I put out some new ones, and I think uh, this is a good direction for the channel. And uh, and don't forget, uh, if, you, uh, if you guys want stickers and shirts, we have that stuff, and uh, that helps support the channel. And as always, I want to thank the patrons for supporting these live shows, the podcast, and the website and everything else they do because that's awesome and again all of you guys you guys is literally this is why I, I turn on the computer and this camera every week and talk uh and i thank you guys for joining me and until next week i guess know your gear <laughs>